we are assembled here today to pay final respects to our honored dead. And yet it should be noted that in the midst of our sorrow, this death takes place in the shadow of new life. Of my friend, I can only say this. Of all the souls I have encountered in my travels, his was the most human. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Dave Juskow Show and Extraordinary Podcasting Series. We got a big show for you today, even though it seems like a small one, but we've got three, two guests, including myself. My cat, Selena, is joining us uh, this evening, sitting on the floor all sprawled out because Memo Salazar is not here. And uh, she is afraid of Mexicans. So we got lucky. But joining me today is my very good friend and comrade, Caitlin Santiago. Hello, Caitlin. Hello, folks. <laughs> Caitlin, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. This is the first time I've been without Memo since I've been doing it at my house. I put the whole thing together. I'm sorry. Thank you for your patience. You're very welcome. I'm not very bright when it comes to these things, but I'm putting it together the best I can. I'm not going to lie, I do feel like I'm in a sweat lodge, though. I know, I'm so sorry. I don't know why it's so hot in here today. I have the window. Oh, you know why? It's not cold outside. Today's the first day it's kind of warm outside, it's so I'm not... 100 degrees in here. I'm pretty sure you did it so that I would take my shirt off. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I Perhaps there was an ulterior motive. I knew No, it. I swear, because I'm hot, too, and I'm so sorry. And normally I would just put on the um, air conditioner or something, but, um, you know, that's not good for the podcast, really. Not sure what I'm going to do in the summertime. I guess I'll have fans. That'll be worse. Yeah, that'll be worse. I don't know. I'll have to cool the place down. The place hold. Well, you know what? I won't be doing it during the summer. I'll just stop June first. I'll take a break. We'll start up September first again when it's nice. Maybe for come back for baseball season. Baseball season sucks, and I think you know that, <laughs> and it's a problem, um, folks. Yeah, that's the story today. Uh, we are um, alone, and uh, we're we're doing it on our own. I, 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 you know, I can only hope that it's recording, but it looks like it is. We're looking at it again. I'm sorry for the hotness. I can't. You know, I should have turned on the air conditioner while I was setting it up, get it kind of cooled down. My heat. Once my heat is turned on in the apartment, it never goes off, and I only turned it on once when it was really cold. And I, even though I knew the consequences that it would never be cold again in the apartment, like it would always be a boiling hot box, I, uh, I took the risk and now we're paying the price. I don't know what happened. I'm telling you, it's never this hot in this room all the time. Why do you keep looking back there? Because I want to tell if I, I want to be able to tell if it's one of those like old school radiators. Oh, it is. I have to turn it. Yeah. I open it up and I have to turn it. And oh, in the sucks. bedroom, I told you I've been, my neighbor Jody told me to put a pot of water on there. Because I wake up in a dry heave. I have sleep <laughs> apnea anyway, but then I woke up. You can also just buy a humidifier. I don't know what you're talking about, but I think that um, wards off the ladies that like to come over here. For no way. The they have super fancy ones that you could put like Vicks into. It's <gasps> great. That sounds amazing. Like well, I guess I would. I guess I didn't want to rely on one because then I thought I would rely on one like all the time if I had one. And so I put a pot of water on the radiator and it, it the whole pot evaporates in two days. 
the whole pot. Maybe you should look into a space heater as opposed to actually turning on your. Uh, the heat's heat. not on. It's not on. It's completely shut off. It is turned to the maximum of shut off. It is this hot anyway. I guess we should be grateful. I guess yeah, it's I rude guess it's to complain when there's. I mean, it's a warm problems. day, but tomorrow it'll be cold again. And it's at least I have eight heat. Inches. Yeah. Speaking of eight inches. <laughs> Good try. Uh, right. I. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's 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 the Wednesday after um, well after nothing really. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing happening. There's no sports happening. But I kind of am enjoying the podcast talking about everything. Um, I just wanted to open with my weekend. Oh no, I want to open with big news. I have not told you. The problem with Caitlin is I talk to her every day, so sometimes when somebody else is here, I can surprise them with information like I'm going to talk about my weekend in a second but you've already heard everything but you have to pretend like you oh wow you know you gotta just kind of I'll make sure I ask the same questions over again oh excellent excellent but I saved this one there's two things I want to talk about now this weekend I have to go to Connecticut for a snob and a half party um, from my friend Steve Klein who I love very much he's a very good guy very handsome we're the same age he's so gorgeous he's got all his hair physically fit lives in Connecticut I don't know what happened between us uh, <laughs> he's a great guy he's so cool you met him once he was at my birthday party bought me that moonshine bottle do you remember oh, yeah, it all it had some like fruit inside or something like that I think so but he's a cool guy did you ever drink it no I have it right in the kitchen if you want some later no I'm alright I'm trying to get you to take your top off <laughs> hello moonshine the heat <laughs> It's just like any Dukes of Hazard episode I've ever seen. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Bach. you should be sitting on like a couch on your front lawn. Like that episode of Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is our favorite show. As a matter of fact, um, one of the things I want to... L- let me... Uh, at the beginning of the show, I played the eulogy for Spock given by Captain Kirk in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Because as you know, he didn't attend the funeral. So... Here, uh, and this isn't a good quality, but I just picked it up anyway. This is uh, Stewie Griffin giving the same eulogy. Of all the souls I have encountered in my travels, his was the most human. It's <laughs> because they always pick up on that line that Kirk is the, the worst actor. Like, of all the souls I have encountered, his was the most human. <laughs> like, it is awkward the way he says it. Um, but we figured we'd uh, play that today since Leonard Nimoy is dead and Kirk didn't go to the funeral. We're going to talk about that in a second. Let me just tell you this one thing. I'm going to Connecticut this weekend. Uh, I already told you this because this snobatorium party that I'm going to, which I got like half an invite for this girl that wants me to drive her there. She's like, oh, I heard you made the cut. And I'm like, shut up. I hate her. I'm surprised she wants to get into your van. She's an idiot. And um, that's the thing. It's like... Uh, I don't think she cares. Like, she knows I'm going to be drinking or whatever. And she just she just is a whore and just needs a ride home. That's the thing when you decide. Now, I'm going to try not to drink very much. I'd appreciate that. Well, you're young. You don't understand. This girl's in her 40s. This is the way it used to work back in the old days. But the funny thing is, and since I've had the car, since I've been your age, Caitlin's very young, still in her 20s, um, but she's very uptight about being, you know, whatever age she is, which is kind of funny to me, being older. Um, but it's funny when girls ask you for a ride home. Obviously, no one wants to go in a car with somebody that's been drinking. But this shows you the whorishness and the desperation of girls when they are breaking it down to where they're like, well, how much have you had to drink? And I'm like, two drinks. 
two drinks. She's like, I mean, you seem pretty sober. When meanwhile, I'm completely lying. I've had about 10 drinks. I feel like I can drive, but she's an idiot. And she should be like, no, you've had a couple of drinks. I've never met you before, so you're probably lying, and I should take a taxi home. You've never met her before. That's right. Oh, she is a whore. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what, this is what happens. Uh, and that's what people, they if you're in Connecticut and you can get a lift to Manhattan, you're doing the math. Well, I had like three drinks over a two, three-hour period. And you're doing the math because you want that ride home. But is this guy a responsible guy? And how much has he actually had? And so if I've had two or three drinks, maybe I'm the kind of guy that two or three drinks completely affects me. Has she seen your van? Oh, they've seen it already. <laughs> the ladies love the rape van. <laughs> the pedophile the van. The date rape van. Or as it used to be called, even up to 10 years ago, the makeout van. Hello? Yikes. You've driven in the makeout van and you love it. Yeah, I was watching... Uh, we watched Family Guy, I think. And they, yeah, the Star Wars. <laughs> we watched the Star Wars thing. Which is even worse. Because then I'm going to say like, hey, do you want to um, ride in the van? I got some movies we can watch while we're driving. <laughs> So it's like even a worse situation. Um, anyway, they made it a black and white party. So I've got to bring, I, I, I got to wear some black and white. I don't know what it is. You told me I could wear all black and just get a white tie. Sounds a little racist. Right? And the, believe me, there are no black people there. So the nerve of them, and this guy's in the music industry, and there's no black people there. Not one. So for them to have a black and white party, it's completely racist. Because there are <laughs> no black people there. You know what I should have done is just I should have invited a black friend. Then I would have. I'm like, what are you talking about? But look, I'm black or he's black. I'm white. That would have been perfect. Well, they wouldn't even let me bring another guy. I wanted to bring this guy, Bob Golden, who I like very much. And they wouldn't even let me bring another guy because I like bringing people now that, you know, I'm not married. I'm sick of going alone. Everybody's married. I feel like an idiot. I'm the only single person there. Why is the guest list so tight? That's what he told me. He goes, I'm at capacity. Dude, my house isn't that big. I've been to their house. It's huge. Jerk off. I hope he doesn't listen to this. Who am I kidding? Um, anyway, so it turns out our mutual friend Lee, who works at the bar downstairs, has a bunch of white shirts. He's bringing one tomorrow for me. Perfect. Exactly, because I definitely have black pants. Now, here's the big news. I just got an hour before I saw you today. Okay. I'm going to the opening night of the Larry David play tomorrow. That's phenomenal. I know. And the party after. What? What? You know who's going to be there? Everyone. It's the hottest ticket on Broadway. You can't get one. And it's Larry David. Yeah, you can't get a ticket for like three months. I'm going for free. Amazing seats. And the party after. All right. Explain this fantastic hookup. that. Now, obviously, next week... I, I mean, I, I was going to say, next week I'm going to tell you, you know, everything I did and all the people I saw. But next week I have um, some guests, which I don't think they'll care I'm doing a whole Odd Couple episode, and we're going to compare this horrible new Odd Couple to the old one. I got my boy Frank Santa Padre, Gilbert Gottfried's host, and our good friend Lenny Marcus, who was on before. We're just going to talk Odd Couple nonsense. I mean, this new one and how bad it is. Um, but I think they'll be okay with me talking about what happened. How did this happen? Um, I think I've told you I have a friend named Larry Moss. Yes. And he is a legendary acting teacher. So much so, and I believe I've talked on the show about this before. My best friend is Sarah Silverman. When I bring her, I'm not bragging, it's just a fact. Is this not true? Yeah, you're, you were that uh, old man that was in the background of those pictures when she was... Yeah, the, that's uh, right, when we were walking the Night of carpet, Too Many but, Stars. Right, we did do that together this, um, this Saturday night, which was super fun. But I go to see a lot of plays, 
everybody knows I see a lot of theaters really gay when I'm talking about football. And then I'm like, okay, I just saw the new Sting show, and it is amazing, even though it was horrible. But um, that's the funny thing of the show when I was talking to John Vitti from the Boston Globe. I'm like, listen, this show is about football and gay musical theater. I thought everybody knew the premise. So, uh, So I go to see this play with Sarah's old college roommate. Now, when Sarah and I go to see her other shows, people are so excited that Sarah Silverman is in the audience. Do you know what I'm saying? The whole cast gets excited that Sarah Silverman's in the audience. Well, this time, I didn't bring Sarah. She couldn't make it. So I bought my friend, Larry Moss, who is a living legend in the acting community. But you have no idea who he is. Right. And you couldn't care less. He could be sitting here right now and be like, it seemed okay. But in the acting community, you might have thought I bought George Clooney with me or, I don't know, Olivier to the show because, and I've told this story before, when I met Martin Short, at Saturday Night Live, I started to cry. I started to weep. I was very drunk. You couldn't even get words out. Couldn't get words out. And Sarah hooked me up. She goes, no, he's a great guy. He's just a little loaded. You guys would probably hit it off. She, she handled it. When I brought this guy to meet the cast at the end of the night, this girl, Sarah's old roommate, Mia Barron, who's a, a delight and a really good actress, was that way when I met Martin Short. She was like, She's like, oh, there's my friend Larry. She's like, um, no, we we haven't met before, but no, I, I, I of course, I know who you are. I mean, she was she was verklempt. It, it was it was sick. So this guy's a legend. He got the tickets from probably Larry David himself, and uh, he can't go. <laughs> worked so, out for you. I know. So my friend Vincent called me, and he's like, uh, I was supposed to go with Larry, but you know, the, the three of us usually go see the hottest show on Broadway together because we are three obviously gay men <laughs> who are fucking idiots. <laughs> and we always see the hottest show on Broadway. It is so gay. But it's so much fun. And then we go out for dinner. We talk about it. We sit Book of Mormon together. Uh, I don't know. That's what we do. So that's what I'm doing tomorrow night. Sounds great. But the dress is called... Oh, my God. Fashion... Oh, crap. I can't remember the word they used. Um, oh, I forgot to press my start button on the thing. Um, it's a oh, fashion... It's like... Um, oh, what is the word when it's like a fun time? Not casual attire. like Cocktail? Like cocktail... Uh, oh, wait, you know what? I'm going to look it up. I have the message. I have the exact wording. And... It's important that I that you know what it is because maybe you can tell me. I'm just gonna wear what I wore to the night of too many stars. If it says party attire, I'm gonna. No, it's not party attire. It is called festive attire. Uh, party festive, same thing. I wanted to get the exact word. So, so what are you gonna wear? Are you gonna wear your uh, crocodile skin shoes? Well, I was, but it's gonna be snowing, so no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm just going to wear a jacket. So I went to Night of Too Many Stars, which is Bob Smigel's uh, autism benefit program. And the only reason I went was because Sarah was performing, and she had to do a, a corporate event afterwards. And she goes, please come with me because I'm nervous with these corporate things. They don't go very well. I really need some support. And I said, I'll, I'll go with whatever. I don't usually like to go to these things because everybody's more successful than I am, and it makes me upset. Um, now, these are all my friends that are at Night of Too Many Stars. It's all comedians. They're all people I know. And I love them to death. And I love seeing everybody. So I had a great time. 
But the week before I get nervous, I'm like, oh, it's going to be so depressing. They're all good. You know, and I'm just like, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing a podcast out of my house. <laughs> Meanwhile, probably a lot of them are doing the same thing, but they have successful podcasts where they have, um, you know, over tens of thousands of listeners. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to get up to that hundred mark. But uh, whatever. I had a wonderful time. I uh, It was at the Beacon Theater. And I went with Sarah, and I walked the red carpet with her, which I don't like to do either because I know the photographers do not want me in the photos. Has she ever just given you her bag to hold in the background? Oh, my God, yes. But I refused to take it this time. So her publicist took the bag, thank God. She is completely... I am the grandpa when it comes to her holding <laughs> the pocketbooks. I've done that a hundred times. And, and there was a time where I was going to be like, oh, let me hold that for you. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that this time. I'm not going to do it. Do you ever tell her that you're not her boyfriend, so you're not going to hold her bag? No, because I'm afraid of her. <laughs> but I'm like, um, in uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, <laughs> right, right, where he's sitting there and she's on the right, yeah, and he's sitting there holding all her stuff. That's, and they like that is show me. a whole montage of all the bags he's holding. That is, you could do the montage. They probably have it at Getty Images or <laughs> Ro- Reuter, Reuters, Reuters, Reuters. Um, they probably have all the images. You could probably do a montage of me holding different bags. And she's always carrying a backpack. You've probably seen it a hundred times. Why is she carrying a backpack? She has a party on her roof every year. She always has that stupid backpack. That's how I recognize her. I'm like, just look for the orange backpack that for some reason at her own party she's carrying around. I don't know why. So anyway, um, I'm always trying to get away, but I wasn't... There was no way to go. It was very cramped and whatever. But it was fun. So there's pictures of me and her and Steve Carell, and they're like, take a picture together, and I'm in the background, and pictures of uh, Steve Buscemi and me by accident, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's a couple where we're actually, you know, together, where she's called people on the line. She's like, oh, this is my new lover. And then I was, which would probably be great where I could be like, yeah, what's up, babe? And I was like, shut up. (laughs) Like an idiot, because I'm I'm just like, I don't want any trouble. I, I don't know. I get nervous in those things. And then we went to, so we were just hanging out in the green room the whole time, and I knew everybody there. It's all my friends, my comedy friends, um, you know, Gaffigan, uh, Gilbert Gottfried. I, I hadn't spoken to him in many years, and I like his podcast. My friend Frank San Padre, who is his co-host, coming on next week. So we were saying, I'm having Frank on next week, and David Tell, who I got them to use. I called Dave. I'm like, you got to do Gilbert's show. So he was on last week. They just put that out. It was such a great episode. They just talk about... <laughs> who's Jewish and who's gay (laughs) and they're like Peter O'Toole put his finger up Lawrence Olivier's asshole and it's very funny for an hour and 20 minutes that's it's not for everybody's cup of tea so uh, but that's what they were doing and uh, and I saw oh I have a picture with Paul Rudd you did send me that picture. Yeah, because that was a good one because I had just seen him on the Jack and Triumph show, which is my favorite show. That's Bob Smigel's show, the Triumph show. The second episode he was on and he was really funny. And the second if you, I've been talking about it for months that I, you know, I was trying to get in on it, but I wasn't able to be in it. But I love it. I love Smigel. I was on TV Funhouse for a long time and um, he's the best. And Triumph is my favorite puppet <laughs> or comic. I think of him as my favorite actor. He's my favorite talking dog. And this episode's really funny. They decide that they're going to... That coffee beans come through cats' anuses or something. That's how they make them. So they're going to do it through Jack McBriar's ass because he's an ex-child star. And the bitterness of being a child actor would make the coffee. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's good. 
<laughs> and so they get a coffee place and Triumph becomes like a hipster. So he's wearing the beard and the hat and the glasses. <laughs> and that's how they're selling coffee. But Paul Rudd is in it. And he's really funny in it. And he goes, are, are you tasting the bitterness of your own career, which is horrible? <laughs> like, or something, like whatever movie he was talking about, that was a bomb, you know, or something. It's always funny. So I got a picture of Paul Rudd and Sarah, and I say, hey, it's me, and uh, we have a mutual friend. And so Sarah's like, well, how do you and Paul Rudd know each other? And I'm always like, Sarah asked me this all the time. I'm like, hey, I got a life outside you. you know. She would always be like, how do you know Larry Moss? And I'm like, hey, what's with the 20 questions? I got a life, you know, every time. How do you? How, why are you having dinner with Michael Caine? What is it to you how I spend my personal you life? You never had dinner with Michael Caine. Sure I did, because there was a guy in this building that I taped this show in who was Michael Caine's best friend, the way I'm Sarah's friend. Oh. And we hung out together. Uh, you know, he knew I worshipped Michael Caine. It was only a question of could I keep my mouth shut while we were... Be- and, and not, not do, do the Michael invitation, <laughs> I know. Now look, I've had just about enough of you. David, are you... He would say once, David, I usually find you very funny, but you're really getting on my nerves right now. <laughs> that was his friend who said that. He's dead now, though, so I'll never see Michael again. We didn't hit it off that much that he would call me not through the third party. <laughs> right. Like you said, either love or hate you. Well, the problem with this guy was he was getting old and I was helping him. He wouldn't go get help. He got really sick and he wouldn't go to the hospital and he just wouldn't do stuff he should have. His other friend, are you ready for this, is David Bowie and Iman, his wife. Right. So when they came over and saw him that he was sick, they kind of took care of some stuff for him. But he was having disillusions. He never wanted to call. When he had health care or whatever care he had, a nurse would come over. When you see a guy who has shit his own bed and peed and vomited all over and he's sitting in it, it's her duty to call the police, to call 911. It's a fact. It has to be done. Can't just clean it up. But he hated that because then he'd be shipped to the hospital or whatever. So he didn't like anybody to do that. So one day I saw the police here. And the ambulance. And I'm like, what's going on? They're like, the guy in 6F, uh, you know, had some problems. And I'm like, oh, that's my friend. So I go up there and I see the cops and they're like, can we help you? And I'm like, yeah, no, uh, that's my that's my best friend. He's there. My phone's by his bed. My number's over there. And he comes out with the walker in his diaper and he goes, just go, you motherfucker. I'm going to get you if it's the last thing I do. And they're like, hey, I thought you said we're friends. Uh, we are friends. He's completely losing his mind. <laughs> like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> he just thought I called the cops. I don't know why he just thought I did and then um, nothing was the same since he thought I was trying to poison him or something it's like I was this caretaker who you know they always think the caretaker's trying to poison them and stuff the old people and stuff like that so I, then I got on a shit list and uh, things were never the, the same well. yeah got written up I don't think he had anything Anyway, on that note... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was super depressing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So anyway, the whole night I actually hung out with uh, my friend Dave Bryan from Bon Jovi. He's the keyboardist. He also wrote the play Memphis, which won Best Musical of the Year about two years ago. And I have known him since high school. So we hung out the whole night. I had no idea he was a huge comedy fan. Are you looking at Selena? I am. What's she doing? Eh, just be Don't be distracted by Selena. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I mean, she is part of the show. She hasn't jumped on the table yet, but I'm sure she will. Spill this water right into the electronics. But, um, yeah, so I hung out, and I've known him since high school. So it was him and John Bon Jovi, and I was introducing them to everybody as if, you know, I know, oh, you know Amy Schumer, right? Oh, you guys don't know each other? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just assumed you guys would know each other. I was doing it to everybody. I'm like, oh, you don't know Jim Gaffigan? 
oh, this is so weird. I'm so glad I can introduce you guys. Like it was, it was the best. It was really funny. And um, like, how do you guys know? And again, Sarah's like, well, how do you know this guy? I'm like, Jesus, what do you think? You're my only friend. So then we go down. She has the corporate gig, so we got to leave. I didn't get to go to the after party. Oh, uh, and also the funny thing is, she says, she goes, I'm in the cab, and she goes, Hey, are you on your way? And I'm like, Yeah. She goes. I just talked to John Stewart, told him you were coming. He is so excited to see you. And I'm like, I don't want to see him. But I was kidding. I was excited to see him. But, um, I mean, that's a great thing. You know, that's the thing. We always talk about this all the time. Everybody knows me. Everybody likes me. Kind yeah, of. meanwhile, you get so depressed before you have to go to these events. I know. because the greatest time. I know. I'm that kind of person. I don't know why. You know, up until the time, I get very uptight. I get nervous. I, I you know, thinking like, when am I going to eat? When am I going to shower? How's this timing going to go? I'm very up, I'm uptight about seeing the show tomorrow because, you know, it's just like, I'm a, am I going to be able to stay awake? Do, do, what am I going to eat? You know, how's it going to work? It's so hard to stay awake in plays. It's impossible. It's cozy. It's dark. People the, are singing or just have nice voices. It's You're meant to fall asleep. I've said that a hundred times. It's like, how do you not fall asleep? If it's cold and you're going to a play where it's warm and the lights go down, you're out. If it's hot... You're going to a play where all of a sudden it's air-conditioned and the lights go down. It's over. I mean, there's no way to win. Unless it's a perfect spring day, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Depends no, there's what the no way to win. Is. Even plays I really, really like, I've fallen asleep in. Like Matilda. Really? <laughs> yeah, remember my nieces were like, oh, wasn't that great when they turned the alphabet around they're doing it? I'm like, huh? <laughs> Apparently I fell asleep at the exact part which was the best part of the show. That's what I do. I'm really good at it. For like two minutes, and then I'm up, you know, for the rest of the show. But there's that period of time. I just, I don't know what happens. Um, so anyway, uh, we went downtown. This billionaire, I guess, hired Sarah to perform. You know, these are the people that, you know, they hire Kim Kardashian to come down or something to perform. She does a show. She's very nervous. It's a corporate gig. It doesn't ever go very well for pe- for comedians. So they also hired Salt and Peppa who are apparently big from the Geico commercial. <laughs> just just the Geico commercial. Well, they have a resurgence. They weren't Fair big enough. for the past 20 years. Were they? Am I missing something, my young friend? No, but they're like a staple. In like well, 20 years ago, now it's all nostalgic. They don't come out with new stuff. No, but they should. Are, didn't they have a TV show? I don't know. I, don't, I, I think don't know. they had like a TV show on one of those stupid channels that like flopped. Well, um... They uh, so so Sarah leaves the stage. She you know she just did okay, and I mean you know because the next day I keep telling her I'm like I do you understand that the next day people are gonna be like oh my god, Sarah's show was amazing. She made fun of us and everything. You know I'm like they, they're not gonna they're not gonna remember your material anyway. They're just gonna remember that they met you because she's like you know you want to people worship her. They just want to be with her. You you've seen it happen with me all the time when we're you know, people who talk when you find out that I know them that I know her. You've seen the reactions. Yeah. It's, it's insane. So so then we go upstairs. She's like, I don't know. We're not feeling too good about something. Like, no, they were tired. They're having a big steak dinner. They're drinking. <laughs> Come back downstairs, salt and pepper on stage. They're like raising the roof. The people are going, wah! They're going all crazy. And I'm like, eh, maybe it was you. <laughs> <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Me. <laughs> Can't deny the power of salt and pepper. But... uh Anyway, that was uh, my weekend. There's probably more to tell, but let's move on to what's been happening this week. 
I just want to talk about some topics before we get to... Uh, well, there's really nothing to get to. I don't have any sports-related stuff. In two weeks, we'll be doing March Madness, but today we'll just talk about what's happening. Now, we were talking about Shatner's funeral, and, you know, he... You mean Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy's funeral. That's only a matter of time. Well, it's only a matter of time he's getting a funeral from uh, all his uh, fans because he's, they're so angry that he didn't go to Spock's funeral. And uh, I have some of the tweets that people uh, left Shatner. They're like, I can't believe you won't cancel your ball appearance and go to Mr. Nimoy's funeral. Get Wheaton to go. <laughs> uh, here, but... Uh, I honestly can't live knowing that William Shatner won't go to Leonard Nimoy's funeral. These are the, the fan tweets. These, these are crazy people. Can someone hook Mr. Shatner up with a corporate jet so he can make the funeral tomorrow? Can you imagine the dramatic pauses if William Shatner is asked to speak at Leonard Nimoy's funeral? Um, I'm sure if William Shatner gives the eulogy at Leonard Nimoy's funeral, it will end up being about himself, which is probably true. I do hope that William Shatner is not invited to sing at Leonard Nimoy's funeral. <laughs> I played that song for you. That yeah, that saying, video. Mr. Tambourine Man! Mr. <laughs> Tambourine Man! No, the Rocket Man uh, right. cover is right. way better. She, what, he's smoking the cigarette, and he's like, it's 16 hour, and she's taking flight. I don't know the song. Rocket Man. He's a Rocket Man. <laughs> yeah. Because you'd never seen that before. We've no, and he took it that. so seriously. He it took was bizarre. it so seriously, and that's why. Did the audience take it as seriously? They took as it he completely did? seriously then, even though the, they were like sitting there with their mouths open. This was in the 80s, I guess. But then in the 90s, MTV kind of redid it, and then people got it as a joke. And I guess he got it. He wouldn't make fun of himself until about 1985 was when he was on Saturday Night Live. And then his whole kind of MO turned around. And then he realized. Oh, what the hell? Because he was so, I think, devastated. He just wasn't getting the work he, you know, he just, none of them, Nimoy, him, they were just so angry about the Star Trek thing. And then they, 20 years after Star Trek, they embraced it. And then for the next 20 or 30 years, they were into it, you know. Um, yeah, I think that's good enough. Oh, I had a bizarre dream last night I dreamed that William Shatner died and Leonard Nimoy and Charlie Sheen spoke at the funeral. That's the last one. What do you think about it? You think he should have gone? I don't think he canceled the gig. I, I think don't he think was he right. could cancel the gig. Cancel the gig with the Red Cross. It was planned for months. I don't know. It's a benefit. You're trying to raise money. You're trying to do two nice things. But I'm also sure he had a contract. That I do he believe really he could break. have hired a jet and get one of those jet streams and kind of showed up. Uh, yes, I just do. Just for, uh, for fan perception alone, you know. Let's say if David Tell died. And I was doing it. Can we gig. not talk about that? That's terrible. He's going to die any day. He smokes like a chimney. He probably only has a limited amount of time left. Would you let the man live? No. Why should I? You weren't in the office today when I was uh, to, to my friend Joe, seeing our friend Joe, when I was telling him why David Tell is such a dick and how he's such a dick, even though he is my best friend, but I hate him. <laughs> But you love him. I know, but he's dicked me over so many times. And one day on this podcast, I will everything will be disclosed. And you will be in shock that we are still friends at all. Now, let's talk about the dress. Oh, that damn dress. I'm so sick of that damn dress. You saw what colors? The dress is blue and black. That's what we found out, that the dress is actually That's blue and I black. That's what I saw. You saw blue and black. Yes. I saw white and gold every time. 
never changed. You're colorblind? Uh, no, apparently I've decided that anyone that saw white and gold is an idiot. Now that we know the dress is blue and black, everybody who saw white and gold must be retarded. Yeah, no question right? about it. So you're better than I am. Well, we didn't need to decide that over <laughs> well a dress. Well played. Yes. Uh, yeah, because... I mean, what do you say about that? What is it? I know it's a, a science thing. It's gene-related. They say it all. But, God, that's embarrassing. And when I woke up, my niece sent me the thing. She goes, what color did she I said, white and gold, jerk off. Obviously, you know. And she's like, <laughs> that's what me and mom say or something, whatever she said. I could have sworn the family was playing a joke on me. I thought it was a big joke until I saw it on the Today Show. I think that means that my genes are superior to yours. You're making a joke? But I think you're right. <laughs> because what could that mean that I'm seeing a different color than what it is? Yeah, that's fucked it's up. It's messed up. And it's it's kind of making me a little uptight. All right, well, at least you know that you weren't the only one. It was a whole craze. I know. So. Thank God. But all the people that I saw that saw t- uh, White and Gold, I think Taylor Swift did. I'm second guessing everything. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I she's not the brightest on the that's block. That's what so. I'm trying to say. I'm in a bad category. And my mother. I told you. I think I tweeted that. <laughs> My mother said, so now we know I'm an idiot. <laughs> Don't hate on Rhoda. Yeah. I'll try not to. Um, the thing that you turned me on to the other day, Taco Bell and the Captain Crunch Balls. Oh, those balls look amazing. They look unbelievable. I They are Captain Crunch donut holes that are Captain Crunch with warm, delicious, creamy filling inside. I think they use the word milk filling. Uh, <laughs> that looks, they look so good. It's two of your favorite things. It's cereal and I, donuts. I know. My favorite thing. Oh, by the way, last week on this podcast, I went over the new cereal I got. So I had the Apple Jacks. I finally eaten them. The Apple Jacks with marshmallows, delicious. But yesterday, I tried the Fruit Loops with marshmallows, and it tastes like this old cereal I've been trying to find for a long time called Kaboom. So you're into it. It was fantastic. Again, I also bought Raisin Bran and Special K. Now, looking, yeah, but what do you add to it when you eat it? No, I try not to add anything. I usually add chocolate. <laughs> I uh, try not to. Chocolate, chocolate syrup. syrup. Yeah. Let's be very clear. I didn't do that this time. I, well, with the Raisin Bran, I didn't. With the Special K, I usually put sugar on it. <laughs> you might as well just get frosted flakes. I do. I usually get <laughs> frosted rice. Frosted rice, which is impossible to find. So I have it delivered by Walmart. All right. Let's not uh, advertise for that conglomerate. Right. Well, I did last week. Sorry. <laughs> I only get my cereal there. Um, not only do they have uh, donut holes, they're not selling them on this coast yet, which is driving me crazy, but they also have Cinnabon Delights, which are warm, golden, bite-sized pastries filled with Cinnabon frosting. It sounds like the perfect ratio of... Oh, oh my God. <laughs> now I'm getting... Remember we were deciding, should we eat before or after? Yeah. I messed up. I shouldn't have done this segment. Also, uh, last week, a woman drove, drove through a Taco Bell. Not the drive-thru. She drove through that. the Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Where was that? In Arizona. And uh, I could see you doing that a hundred times. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. Because you're going there drunk out of your mind. That's the time you're usually eating Taco no, Bell. No, I feel like that happens more so at like a White Castle than a Taco Bell. It's the Bell. same deal, you know. I mean, Taco Bell stays open late now. And how are you just not driving through the whole building? I had a friend... I don't know, you're too young to have seen this movie called The Blues Brothers because you just wouldn't be interested in it now and it doesn't really hold up if you're not that age. But 
It's John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. I've seen it for the record. And there's a scene where they drive through a mall, which was very popular when I was a kid. And um, I had a friend, his, yeah, I can say his, his name is Joe Salabi, um, and he actually drove through our local mall. On purpose or by accident? I th- think by accident, but I'm not positive. <laughs> but he completely drove through. He didn't dr- keep driving through. He backed in to the mall, and then he backed. And he was the security guard there at the time. <laughs> which makes it extra. <laughs> it's a kind of a legendary story that we've always told because he couldn't because it was right at the time of the Blues Brothers, and I think he might have been doing it. He might have gotten the idea from the Blues Brothers movie, and it certainly was. We thought he was the coolest guy ever, <laughs> even though he was obviously an idiot <laughs> for doing something like that. But uh, that's the story. Now, moving on. Even though there's no reason to move on, we got plenty of time. Um, there are a couple things I w- want to talk to you about see what you think i'm so nervous don't be nervous i know i wouldn't tell caitlin anything about what we were talking about because i like to talk about it on the air uh because that's the fun you know getting your reaction or whatever or getting whoever reaction it is now there's a guy his name is gary glitter he's a well i'm using musician with my uh, the quote marks and he was handed a 16 year prison sentence for child abuse okay now the funny thing about Gary Glitter is... His last name. No. No. You know his song very well. Here it is. You know it? Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows it. This goes on for hours. Let me move over to the big one. this at every sports yeah I don't venue. think I've ever been to a sports game um, that this song hasn't been played right it's legendary hey yeah, some people call the song hey what's the actual name of the song? rock and roll part two <laughs> what happened to part one it's horrible <laughs> so that's his uh, song which is funny because you don't who's the hell's Gary, Gl- Gary Glitter but you know. Oh, the royalties this guy must get. It's right, right. He must be off the wall. So um, apparently he's been a uh, sex abuser for many years or a child abuser. How many kids does he have? How old is he? I think he's very old. I don't know. Let me see if I have anything on that. Um, I think he's in his 60s or 70s. Um, oh, that was the Taco Bell. Uh <laughs> Oh, she was going to a going away. That girl drive through the Taco Bell. She was going to a going away, a friend's going away party or sports bar nearby. She was hammered. Uh, I would never eat that before going to a party. No, it was probably after. Oh, I think it was probably after. I anyway, I don't have it. But uh, the thing is, is that they, they play that everywhere. Now, how did it start? Oh, I do have that way how it started. I, I do have that in my notes. Um, Because it's fascinating. How did they start? Here it is. It started... They play that at every sports venue. But apparently it started with the Colorado Rockies hockey team, which is now, by the way, the New Jersey Devils. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Which, by the way, on Sunday, I'm going to see them celebrate the 95 team. I'm very excited about that. You're welcome to come along. Does Colorado doesn't Colorado have a hockey team? Now they do, but Who they, are they? The they were the Colorado Rockies. Then they moved to, I think they moved right to Jersey, 
and now Colorado Avalanche used to be, I think, the Quebec Nordiques or something. Nordiques? I think so. Uh, I think so. I'm not positive. Please, people don't get angry. Uh, but uh, this guy decided that that's he bought the song with him, and then he bought it to the Denver Nuggets and the Broncos. They picked up the tradition after the Rockies left. Okay. So they kept it in Denver, and they were the first NBA and NFL teams to play the song. And then... Um, you know, I guess everybody just kind of caught on. Now, in 1999, he was convicted of possessing child pornography. He's English. And in 2006, of child sexual abuse charges in Vietnam. I mean, this uh, guy was of, traveling. Of course was it was in trouble. Southeast Asia. So after the second conviction, the NFL asked teams to stop playing the song. NBA still uses it. Right, because uh, <laughs> he was apparently a fan of the San Diego Chargers, so he was very upset. He even choreographed a lot of the stuff. And then the NFL has allowed a cover version of the song in 2000 to be played again. So they started playing it again. But when the Rockies moved to New Jersey, the Devils continued the tradition of using the song as their goal song. And apparently, and I didn't know this, it was also uh, the fans chanting, hey, you suck, to the tune of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely heard that before. I don't know why they would do it, though. Would they do it to opposing teams or to the Devils themselves? No, to opposing teams. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's uh, they didn't like that. So, during the in 2013, during the home opener, that's only two years ago, the Devils dropped it and they played this song. song see what i'm saying <laughs> but it's bon jovi and it's a completely different song i think this is more fitting anyway that it's bon jovi in general uh, it's bon jovi and it's new jersey yeah but the song's kind of it, it actually it turns out to be better later if we skip forward it's called this is our house it's not horrible but people were pissed. They were furious. That they changed the song? They were furious that they changed it. So um, Everyone should get educated on why they changed it. They went back to it, and then finally, I guess my cousin was like, we don't want a song where they play Hey You Suck. So now that's what they use. How about we don't want a song that we have to pay royalties to a guy who uh, right. sexually right. Well, now, children? Well, this just... Ha- right, right. So that's the other thing. But, I mean... It sounds just like the beginning. Uh... That's the rock and roll part, too. So, that sounds exactly alike, right? Pretty much. Why isn't Bon Jovi being sued by Gary Glitter? Because the reason why I bring this up is we all know uh, this case that is going on right now. Is this the Sam Smith one? No. Oh, my computer's locked. I hate that. How do you... What is going on? Oh, I must have... uh, I must have done it a different way. Oh, what a loser. Let me see if I can work out this one. I hate when this happens. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You know what? This is the one that they're playing at the Devils now. This is... I'm sorry. This is the uh, song they're playing now. Do you know this one? Yeah, of course. It's the White Stripes. It's a great song. Yeah, they replaced it in November of last year to this one. But I... I don't like this one either. I like this song a lot, actually. 
I don't think this is a goal happy song. I think it amps people up. This part. All right. I'm trying to get there. I'm bored with it. I'm pretty sure I've played that song. Well, I can't find the one I was going to say, and I guess I must have have it in a different format or something. Was um, was this one, which is uh, see if you know? Do you know what song you think this? Do you know what song this is? I think so. Would you know what song ripped it off? I don't have an example. No, I don't. It's that Robin Thicke blurred lines. And there's uh, a huge oh, lawsuit. Is this the Marvin Gaye song? Yeah, this is the Marvin Gaye Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really does sound exactly like blurred lines. However, now, now Marvin Gaye's um, people are suing Robin Thicke. And, it, and it's a big lawsuit. Like, they're, they won't let it go. Because it does sound just like him. But... Is it fair when Robin Thicke said it's a tribute to Marvin Gaye, which it is, and it, it doesn't, I mean, why, everybody's getting out of hand. Now, Gary Glitter should be suing Bon Jovi. We just heard that opening. It sounds exactly the same, and it's meant for an arena. Now, you know I love Bon Jovi. So why are you trying to get him into I'm shit? not trying. I'm just saying if you're going to do one thing, then do the other. But also, there's like a very similar situation that's going on right now, but it didn't, there was no like actual lawsuit. But that guy, Sam Smith, he's like super popular right now. Is that right the, now. the gay guy who's a little heavy? And yeah, What yeah, song yeah. does he sing? Um, I know it, right? Because everybody knows There's it. one that's like, a, it's called Stay With Me. Oh, right, right. I know And that. right Stay now. Stay with me. It's slow. It's slow, isn't it? Kind of, but not really. But okay. 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 Yeah. Um, uh, he has to pay royalties to Tom Petty because apparently. Oh, I heard about that one. Right. It sounds like I won't back down. Right, which I don't think I don't it does think at so. all. Yeah, I've I heard them both. I think it's crack of shit, personally. I think you're right. But what do I know? You know a lot. And thank you for bringing that up. That's brilliant. You're right. I've heard that lawsuit before. Yeah, that's like the most recent lawsuit. It, I don't think it sounds anything like, and I've heard the Not comparison, and I love I Won't Back Down. It's one of my favorite songs. It's so good, but I just don't understand why these guys who have like all this... I mean, I can see if it really, really... <laughs> The only one I've heard that really sounds like something is this Bon Jovi Glitter Glitter song. <laughs> Everything else sounds pretty different to me. And everybody uses the same melody for a little bit, and then you just move on and try and make it your own. Who cares? I can understand if maybe the Marvin Gaye people want it because they don't, they don't have money coming in. Tom They'll Petty, always have money coming in. Tom Marvin Petty's so loaded. And it's not a direct ripoff. And this guy probably never even heard of Tom Petty because he's British and heavy and gay. I mean, he's probably not a Tom Petty fan, you know? Just because like, he's British, heavy, and gay does not mean that he hasn't heard of Tom Petty. Sure it does. He only listens to Wham and uh, <laughs> George Michael, you know? And uh, that band um, who does Pop Goes My Heart from... Uh, Mer- music, music and, and Lyrics. lyrics. <laughs> Great movie. Pop, Pop Goes, goes My Heart. heart. <laughs> <laughs> that movie rocks. It is really good. Um, one of my friends is the doorman in it, uh, the Indian kid, Asaf Madhvi. Well, he's not one of, I, actually, I hate him, but I know him. Um, <laughs> I guess we're friendly. We used to be in a show together. and um, He said the funniest thing one day, though. Uh, he's just one of those guys who's kind of a dick. Um, you know, but he's not a bad guy. And I saw him on the street one day because we he was in Spider-Man 2. 
he's at the beginning. He plays Peter Parker's boss at the pizza place in Spider-Man 2. Caitlin, Spider-Man 2. No, I know. <laughs> when I was just like spider Remember I, I told you I was dating that girl one time? And uh, it was one of Memo's friends and we were dating and she was here. And I was doing all the lines to Spider-Man 2. Like I couldn't stop. And she's like, how do you know all the dialogue? And she's like, and I'm like, oh, sorry. I, I, I can't stop myself. I've seen the movie a hundred times. And she's like, no, I think it's cool. And I'm like, what are you, retarded? What's the matter with you? <laughs> Who thinks that's cool? What a weird girl. I know. I love her. She, I was like, you don't mind if I stop at the comic book store? After <laughs> so it's like an episode of Big Bang Theory. Yeah, it was just like that. Well, that's why I associate with Big Bang Theory so much, you know, and the hot girl that lives next door. It makes so much sense to me. It's just that the worst part about the Big Bang Theory, Bang Theory for me is that they make a lot of money and they're really smart. Whereas I'm a nerd, but I'm not bright. And I've always wanted to be bright. And when I was in college, I used to dress like Michael J. Fox from Family Ties because I wanted to be that smart. So I would dress in a jacket and tie and carry a briefcase. No, but you I was, would not. Yes, I did. I swear to God. You can ask Rachel. She knows. Um, <laughs> there's, there's pictures of me. I would wear a tie every day because I wanted to be like Michael J. Fox, but I wasn't smart. So I forgot the most basic part of being that character of Alex P. Keaton. That, that's like the crucial... The crucial part is that I have to be smart too. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about oh, that. that's so sad. I know, it is sad. You're so dumb that you forgot about how important <laughs> that is. Or, oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I know, I was trying to be smart, but I wasn't. It's all right. There's uh, another thing I want to tell you, which I don't think you've heard of. Bill, Bill Clinton, you know, all the presidents get a portrait after they leave office. Right. Or maybe even while they're in office. So Bill Clinton has a portrait, but it was just released the other day that the person who painted it, who apparently hated Bill Clinton... Put in Monica Lewinsky's shadow. You heard about this? <laughs> I saw a headline for it. Did you see the picture? I haven't I didn't, I didn't it? read it. Here's the picture. I <laughs> you see the shadow? Is that supposed to be Monica Lewinsky's shadow? No, her dress. The blue... Stop the, it blue dress right the blue dress put, had the stain they should have put the uh her beret somewhere in the background right well he was trying to be he had the dress so he put in that shadow now if i was bill clinton i'd be like what is this shadow doing here take it out yeah he ha- must have approval I this guy hated bill clinton he is polite and saying he wasn't my favorite but clearly you don't like somebody when you put in well, that he just thinks he was a liar and a cheat, which you well, know, who, he was. But still well, a who great picks man. the artist to like who commissions the painting? Uh, that's an excellent. His name is Nelson Shanks. He's a celebrity painter, and I guess he does everybody. I don't know whether he's done other. Uh, Shanks said whether he's ever he never told the former president or anything. I don't know. It's on the left side of the mantelpiece, the shadow of the dress. If you go online, if you're listening to this, go online, take a look, and you'll see it. And it's a dress. You know, you'd never be able to tell if the artist didn't tell you. But um, what a dick. What a dick for telling people. Yeah, it's a dick move. It's a dick move. But that's how much he didn't like Clinton. I could see doing that to George Bush, but it's surprising doing it to Clinton. But the guy, the artist, uh, says it wasn't that he was a bad president. He's just a dick. <laughs> I mean, in my lifetime, he's the only good president I've known. He was a great president. Everybody knows it. <laughs> and for my money, I say the president should be allowed to do that. <laughs> it's his personal affair. When you reach the presidency, you should be allowed to actually have sex with whoever you want. But also, like, what person wouldn't like to be like, oh, I just 
had a sexual encounter in the Oval Office. Duh, exactly. And speaking of which, um, one of the Kennedys is in trouble again. Her name is uh, Kira Kennedy. And she is the daughter to this idiot Robert Kennedy Jr. Wait, I think I was just reading something on my phone before I got here about the Kennedys and something about Turning Stone Casino. That I don't know about. Okay. What is this What's Turning Stone Casino? Ah, some little casino in upstate New York. Well, apparently... Oh, you're right. This is exactly right. You're absolutely right. You got it completely right. She made a drunken stink at the Club Lava at Turning Stone Casino... You know, doing the thing that I always do. Do you even know who my father is? I say that all the time. <laughs> now I can't because I'm too older. You know, it's difficult. But when Mayor Bloomberg was in office, I go, do you even know who my father is? My name is David Bloomberg. I would use that all the time. Nobody, everybody bought it. Why wouldn't they? Made a lot of sense. Um, but she goes, I'm a Kennedy. A drunken thing, which I would completely do if I was her age. But I mean, how old is she actually? 19. She made a stink at the club because they didn't accept her ID. Because she was 19. Yeah. And she goes, do you know who I am? <laughs> you know. <laughs> she was inebriated. She arrived at the club's train to enter in over 21 area using a passport belonging to her 26-year-old half-sister. Kick Kennedy. She took the passport and then she just started um, shouting, oh, I am a Kennedy. Google me. If you don't let me in, the governor will be calling. Now, she's a bitch. And Literally. that's a mean, horrible she's, thing to do. But I would do the exact same thing. I mean, I she's 19. a child. I would probably do the same thing, too. But here's the bad part. And this is why I bring it up. Her dad is a dickwad. Now, her dad... Which one is her dad? Robert Kennedy Jr. Now, I believe this man is married to Larry David's wife from Curb Your Enthusiasm, Cheryl Hines. Okay. I think I'm talking about the right person. Can I look it up? Yes. And they just just got married. Oh. Now, there is a woman in this building, a girl, who was... When I met her when she was 17. Now, she's probably your age. She was the super's daughter here. She was gorgeous. I'm not going to mention her name. Yeah, no names. And she was going to school, law school. He did recently marry Cheryl Hines okay. in 2014. And this guy was a teacher at one of the schools and took this girl and one of her friends on like a boat with a bunch of drugs, a bunch of like scary pill drugs, and was driving like a maniac. In the car on the way there and on the boat. And she had to go to the school and say, this guy should not be picking up any girls my age and driving them anywhere. He's a monster. Your thoughts? I mean, those Kennedys are a They're little cra- off They have the to rockers. be stopped. They uh, have to be stopped. There's Talk about bad genes. They definitely see white and gold in that dress. <laughs> You're right. But they are successful. Um but I was looking at the Kennedy family tree today when I was looking up some of this stuff. And it's just so funny if you, you know, on the Wikipedia page, when you open it up and you go to the bottom, the fact that the name Schwarzenegger is on there is just unbelievable. It really sucks. I forget sometimes. <laughs> Maria Shriver. Is that the one that, that yeah, married him? Yeah, yeah, It's amazing, isn't it, though? unfortunate and he's got that illegitimate child with the his nanny yeah yeah that's the best like part that. yeah looks just like him around. by the way yeah, i know there was really no way out there's <laughs> like somebody asked me if um you know i'm definitely memo said yes they're like well maybe your maybe your mom was cheating on your dad and i'm like memo really i'm definitely my mother's <laughs> kid i mean i look just like her it's unfortunate for everybody now let's move on to uh, what we do here 
Hey, welcome. Yeah, we got time. Uh, I'd say we're uh, probably started the thing about seven minutes. We got like uh, 15 minutes, maybe. maybe you know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll cut it short. Are you having a good time? Great. Well, you're helping me out a lot. You're doing a great job, and you've been very in- informative and wonderful. Caitlin, thank you very much. That's what now, phones are for. Let me ask you a couple of questions. We're going to the television portion of the show. Oh, boy. Did you see SNL last week with Dakota Johnson? I did not. I also don't think I like Dakota Johnson. Well, nobody does. But okay. uh, I watch every episode just in case. And she was adorable, kind of. Her parents were in the audience. It was kind of fun. Are we about to talk about yes. the ISIS skit? Yes. I didn't watch it, so I can't really speak to it. Uh-huh. But Your thoughts on it? Probably not the most appropriate thing. I disagree. SNL did an ISIS commercial controversy. They did uh, what was on the Super Bowl as a Toyota commercial with a, a dad dropping off his daughter to go to college. Oh, no, to go to the Army. Yes. So they took that, and they had Dakota Johnson and uh, Taryn Killam was dropping her off, and she goes to join ISIS, and they're all waiting for her on a truck with a bunch of weapons. I thought it was hilarious. I think it's an unbelievable statement. And now that we know who Jihad Johnny is, which has clearly happened... Why is everybody in a controversy? This is a it's, a it's a parody piece. It's smart. It's very interesting. It's almost a warning. I liked it. You, you know when people say, oh, too soon, too soon? Yeah. Too soon. I, I disagree. I thought it was perfect. I thought it was but edgy. Al- I thought it was really good. But also there's like a real problem where like young influence girls are literally yeah and that's what running makes it away great. from home and right. joining them which makes it great because they're calling attention to it look how ridiculous this commercial is and when they're leaving and they're like they're like right soon honey when you get there death to america like if a girl gets the comedy she's going to see how stupid it is but if she she but i don't think she's going to join just from seeing that parody no. I, I disagree that it's I a problematic I, I think it's just one of those topics that you just don't touch on yet well we're in disagreement on that now the other thing is one of the sketches they cut which people say they should have aired this instead i just watched the saturday night live barely ever shows a dress rehearsal sketch that they cut you know they do a dress rehearsal with like two more sketches in it that they end up cutting before you see the final product okay it's very rare when they air one of those when they put online one of those sketches which they did this time which was dakota johnson Going uh, is a Fifty Shades of Grey parody where the playroom, a new playroom, is getting constructed. That Mr. Grey is having, and the and the workers are there, like, yeah, we just put the penis input in, there, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. That sounds so much fun. It like- was funny, but I don't think it was funny. Er, I think you take a chance, and I think the show has been known for its edginess for many years, and it was funny. I don't know why you don't put them both. There are plenty of other sketches I think they could have gotten rid of, but um, I don't know. I liked it. Now. Moving on also to uh, something, uh, some interesting stuff. Now, there's a site. I just got you turned on to Doctor Who. Yes. Now, nobody who listens probably cares about Doctor Who at all, but you and I do. But you should. Yeah. It's kind of great. And sometimes it's kind of not. You really got to kind of be into it and, um, you know, be a little, you know, you got to be into it. (laughs) You got to sit there and kind of, well, I'll, I'll be okay with this. I'll be in this world for an hour. Um, there's a site that's actually playing all 707 episodes of Doctor Who at the same time. All in little squares. Oh, my God. It's really weird. It's pathetic. It sounds like uh, like a dinner party or something. It's really strange. But it's weird. Now, 
the new so so CSI Cyber is coming out tonight. I didn't even as we hear tape about on this. Wednesdays. And it, NBC or I think it's or is it CBS? CBS is so lucky because it is starring Oscar winner Patricia Arquette. Okay. That's a lucky break for them. Good timing. Yeah. So they are doing this. It starts tonight, and they are airing it across the world uh, tonight. Just the way they're ripping off what Doctor Who did when they had their the first episode with the new uh, Doctor, where they aired it all over the world at the same time. I couldn't believe I was able to catch it. It was on here at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And Why it was on London okay. at 8 o'clock. No, it was on Saturday afternoon. Oh, okay. Um, but tonight, they're airing it. Um, yeah, tonight, starting at... They'll be, they'll be streaming the episode. Uh, oh, it airs at 10 tonight, but it airs everywhere else, whatever time it is, anywhere else. 10 o'clock is late. Well, that's what time it is on here all the time. That's, oh. its, it's, that's its time slot. But I think they're trying to do it. It's gonna, they're doing a Guinness Book World Records, which Doctor Who did. That's the title who holds the record for the for the 50th anniversary special it was the day of the doctor in 98 countries is that the first one with matt smith no no that was uh, the one where they the end of matt smith the end of well matt. it was the 50th anniversary special oh okay so um yeah but anyway the reason i uh, also mention it this is big news i was on the sarah silverman program many years ago which i was uh, nominated for an emmy <clears throat> but that doesn't matter <laughs> My director, the director of that show, who called me about a month ago and had me record James Spader imitations, remember? Yes. For the show Community, uh, which I thought wasn't happening. I think it is happening. It's been approved. And if Dan Harmon wants to use it, I'm going to be the voice of James Spader in this uh, thing. That's great. Yeah. Because uh, I'm kind of known for my James Spader. I don't like to brag. Uh, <laughs> and I gave him the blacklist, James Spader, and I gave him the 80s pretty pink James Spader. What's the difference? It's a little gruffier. Lizzie, the fact of the matter is I can help you find the fulcrum. Also, I stopped watching that show. What? I thought we were watching it. That's what the gag was. I was into it. Then the break they took was too long. Oh, it's actually been pretty... Uh, you know what? It's, it's so not a crazy. great show. It is crazy. But Spader rules. And he's awesome. And, and that's I hate all Lizzie. I do too. She's I want her horrible. to be put to sleep. We all do. She's a horrible actress. She's pretty enough. And she's just a horrible actress. And it doesn't work in that level. But Spader rules. He's hilarious. He's amazing. And he's why you watch. And they just got lucky that you have him... And uh, the rest of the cast just doesn't matter. They're all horrible. And anyway, he is now just got signed to do the Lego Movie 2. That's great. I know. So Dave Juskow put out an email today saying, you know, uh, I do other voices. <laughs> I, I've also done some summer stock. Uh, I don't know whether you're familiar with my work. I want to be in Lego Movie 2. And? I don't know. He doesn't go back to me. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, he'll say like, uh, you know, uh, it's not up to me. Uh, you know, whatever. I took a shot. I took a shot. Why can't I be in a Lego movie? Yeah. I want to be in a Lego movie. Yeah. I said, I've done. I know you're watching my cat. What is she doing behind She's me? She's just climbing all over the place. Oh. That's what cats do, by the way. She's Caitlin. like a little meatball. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Why, why, why can't I be in the, the thing? You know? Uh, yeah. I mean, you don't have to show your face. Right. It'll so exactly. Hey. Sorry. It's all right. I also. Uh, 
I saw the last episode of The Mentalist yesterday. I've been watching that show for seven seasons. I also know the guy that created that show and Gotham. And I wrote him a letter today. Selena, can you shut up? <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I told you there was a third party today. Can she get down from there? No, she just doesn't like The Mentalist. She's never liked it, and that's the problem. So um, I emailed him today because what The Mentalist did, I don't know if you heard about this. The Mentalist ran for five seasons, and the gag was that, <laughs> the gag, you know, it's about this guy who is, you know, he's a mentalist, but he's not a psychic, and his wife and daughter were killed by this serial killer named Red John and so the first five seasons is looking to find his wife and daughter and they solve some other mysteries along the way well they solved the case in year five and they decided to go a different direction the next year which was brilliant because everybody was sick of it they solved it they moved locations he wasn't in California anymore they moved to Texas they got a whole new staff it was very brilliant way to keep the show running for another couple of years it was very smart my friend told me today he was the one who decided that. I was like that's very smart it's brilliant it really was and they just ended it on a very happy ending which I like I like happy endings in television I don't like the ones um, like Birdman where I gotta decide for myself what's going on <laughs> I hate that I like it where there's a happy ending and people get married and they and they go into the sunset. When you were a kid, did they have those books that you could like choose your own? Choose your own, own adventure? Yeah. I hated those. I don't like to make the decisions. Yeah. I like them made for me. Okay. Also, um, and we're, we are going to uh, wrap up soon, I just want to mention a couple other things. Did you see The Last Man on Earth? No. It was excellent. Really? Yes, it is a new show on Fox. Um, How funny can a show with one guy be? It was fantastic. Uh, Will Forte from Saturday Night Live who's very funny um, I'm just looking up the description he uh, and it did very well in the ratings too he's the last man on earth so it opens with him going around to see if there's anybody else available like around he goes all across the world and he and he, and he gets all this uh, stuff like um, you know he takes like the White House the White House seal and he takes a bunch of paintings from the museums you know like Matisse's and do they explain how he ended up being the last man on earth uh no it's a virus and he's the only person in the world that didn't get it yes so he leaves messages on like things he goes come see me in Tucson and he goes back and just takes over a house and he just lives there and you know it's just lazy it did very well in the ratings it um won the night actually at uh, 9 o'clock on Fox it was a two part episode what night was this? Sunday night because now there's no um, there's no football there's no Oscars I, I, I lost my sheet on the, the ratings for the week but now that there's no Oscars and there's no football uh, and there's no Grammys Empire went to number one it's been teetering at number three have you tried watching that? I have it's very good uh, I watched the first couple episodes, and then there's just so much I have to watch, you know. But this last man on Earth was was good. And then, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it, so I don't want to tell you anything. But I don't know. Maybe I should tell you. I don't know. Then he there's there's another girl that he's begging for a woman. He's begging for a woman. But what type of woman is the the funny part that he finds? You know, where he finally maybe he finds a woman, but then the comedy ensues. So I think it's going to be a, a two part series. So you know, it's one of those things where I've always talked about on this show. Where you see a show like that, and I mentioned two weeks ago about Look Well, which is this Adam West show that Bob Smigel, my, you know, this guy I love, and Conan O'Brien put together. And the great comic uh, David Cross showed it to me before there was YouTube, and I was never laughing so hard in my life. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. 
And I said, Dave, what are they going to do next week? And he said, and I always use this as a rule, you have to trust the people that bought this to you and give them a chance to, they must have a plan. So I'm hoping that show has a plan. I don't know. That's all I got. But it was good. You should, uh, you should watch it. It was quite, um, quite interesting. And the, so oh, um, Melissa and Joey got canceled. I know that's your favorite <laughs> show. Thank God. Do you know it lasted four goddamn seasons? No, I had no idea. Four seasons. What was the premise? I have a picture of Melissa Joan Hart with, uh, that's why my cat is black, by the way. Right, because it's Salem. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was... I have a picture with her in Salem. Uh, a great show. Desk. Yeah, that was amazing. I also like Clarissa Explains It All. I've been like, I liked young girls since I was, you know, young. This is why you have a pedophile van. Right. That's just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. Damn if I do. And I have no kids and it is creepy. But I love that van. My mother's like, why did you trade it in for something nice? And I'm like, I like that van. People like riding in it. Well, that's our show for tonight. I think it was a pretty good time. I had a good time bringing it to you. Now, next week, we're going to talk everything odd couple with our guests, Frank Padre from the Gilbert Gottfried podcast and the great comedian, Letty Marcus. We're going to talk everything about that stupid, horrible new odd couple and the end of Matthew Perry's career, possibly, and the old odd couple, the in-between odd couple, the horribleness of what I think is the play, and whatever, blah, 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 blah. And the next week after that, we're going to talk March Madness. We're going to fill out a bracket with the boys. So there's lots going on on the Dave Juskow podcast. My thanks to the lovely Caitlin Santiago, and we will see you next week on the show.